welcome everyone to Film for the Women in My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Nicole. Hi there. And Mama Kay. Ha ha ha. Hello. <laughs> oh, oh, hi Mama Kay. Um, <laughs> hi Brennan. <laughs> Sad. Uh, so tonight, tonight we're doing a host pick. Uh, we're doing December's host pick uh, at the end of January here because... Or end of January, end, end of November, November yeah. here because... End of November because December is packed with actual movies uh, and like, uh, you know, things that are going to be up for awards and we're going to have to shift our focus towards that. So we're getting the December host pick out of the way here, which is mine. And if uh, people don't know what host pick is, one of the hosts picks something for the others to watch. It can be whatever they want as long as it's streaming free and around movie length. So I chose a movie that it's also a bit of a listener suggestion because I've been asked many times by many people when we're going to do this, uh, and it is a movie I've referred to before, and it is called The Room, and it's notorious as being uh, the Citizen Kane of bad movies, is, is what it's also often been dubbed. Uh, the last couple of host picks, I think we did Rocky Horror Picture Show, we did Ghost, and a lot of things were coming up about cult movies, yeah. midnight movies, cringe, um, so bad it's good kind of things, and I'm like... You know, these are like real movies. Like, Rock and Roll Show and Ghost are like, they, they have things that are weird and competent and, and strange, but they're they're still films. And I'm like, we gotta, we gotta find, we gotta, we gotta focus on the bad movie. Like, the, the one of the, if you're gonna point to as the worst movies ever, it's, it's just so perfectly baffling, uh, while also being entertaining and not just boring. Uh, so, I've talked enough about the beginning here, uh, before we go into spoilers, uh, uh, what do you guys know about the room, uh, Nicole? <laughs> oh, well, knowing Brennan has given me the pleasure of being able to watch this like three times already. So I had, I had. There were still some, things you forgot, though. I had some knowledge. Not really. I had some knowledge going in. <laughs> it's really not something you forget. <laughs> um, but never actually sat down and talked about what I thought about it or dissected what was going on so that's probably this is probably gonna be the most in-depth conversation i've i'm going to have about this movie the uh you and i saw it in um a theater too before the disaster artist came oh out, which wow is that, uh, franco movie we did yeah so we saw it in a theater with some other fans right more enthusiastic fans than me even some of them and uh, that was an experience we'll talk about. Uh, but okay, what would you know about The Room? Yeah, that would be interesting to do, actually. I think that would be kind of fun. Uh, what did I know about The Room? Aside from the fact that um, you talk a lot about The Room, uh, there's some quotage that happens in our life, like happened at the beginning of this episode. Um, yeah, I mean, I just know that it's a per- not a purposely bad movie, but an effectively terrible movie. Um and I really, I was, I had a lot of surprises in this movie, shockingly. So, um, yeah, I'm ready to get on it. There's no way to prepare. Uh, Johnny, <laughs> here's the, here's the plot. Sure. Uh, Johnny is a successful bank executive <laughs> who lives quietly in a San Francisco townhouse with his fiance or future wife, Lisa. One day, she seduces Johnny's best friend, Mark. From there, nothing will be the same again. Uh, that's the plot, obviously. So, if you haven't seen The Room, it's, uh, it's on YouTube, actually. There's a bunch of different versions, uh, but there's one that begins with, like, Lifetime Scary Movie List, and then it says The Room. Uh, that's the version that I found on YouTube that's full and nothing's cut out, like, all the scenes are included. Uh, there is some, uh, gratuitous nudity, so you will have to, uh, be a YouTube uh, member that's 18 plus to watch that version but there are also other versions on youtube that are cut uh where the sex scenes are cut i think some of the cursing is cut um so yeah it's available online a for horror free. film <laughs> a lifetime for a lifetime that's actually perfect lifetime it's kind of, it, it, it kind of is yeah so uh last warning I haven't seen the room uh multiple versions on youtube available uh, go check it out if you have any interest, uh, assuming everyone who's had interest has already seen it. But The Room. Uh, so I picked this, like I said before, uh, you know, it's we needed, I, I wanted to, I wanted you guys to understand, or I knew Nicole already understood, but I wanted Mama K to understand <laughs> when I'm talking about so bad it's good movies and cringe. What I'm, this is the level I'm referring to when I talk about things. So uh, I, I kind of know Nicole's uh, 
basic opinions, but I'm going to start with her anyway. Nicole, overall thoughts on The Room? Um, well, it really is no secret that this movie is not up to par of other movies. Any other seen. movie? <laughs> I mean, pretty much. It's obviously made budget friendly and someone's particular vision tommy wiseau's perf uh you know specific vision he had about that so i will never put down somebody that follows their dreams <laughs> and make something that is appealing to them and and make something that they're proud of i'm never gonna put that down so um as much as people like shit on it i I can't say that because if I was passionate about it and I made something like that, I'd be pretty upset if everyone was like, this is the worst shit I've ever seen. Um, it's that being said, it's not good. <laughs> like I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's good. I'm, you know, I just appreciate that the guy actually took the time and money and people were on board with it enough to act in it and everything like, you know, whatever. Um, the plot itself is pretty hilarious. Um, I think that it the way that it's written and the time frame that we get and the span of days or whatever it is in the movie, it's so difficult to follow, but that's actually what makes it funnier because you just have no clue like what is going on, <laughs> like what day it is, what person is there, what person is not there, and it's very just a, it's just a fun self-indulgent creation from Tommy Wiseau. So the plot itself is, is just terrible, but it's funny. It sh it's not supposed to be, but I, you can't help but just really feel happy. I, I just feel like giddy just thinking about he was so excited and then it came out and everyone is like, this is some shit. <laughs> you you thought he was like making his he thought he was making his his magnum opus yeah this yeah gonna this was like... gonna blow up for for decades to come and it did but i think it actually did yeah <laughs> different a different reason than when he was expecting so um I, the plot's bad but it's it definitely falls into that so bad it's good category and i think you'd be i think you'd be foolish to think otherwise if it if it doesn't yeah, a lot of the so bad it's good is that it's bad, but it's entertaining because there's a lot of bad low budget movies that they're bad, but like there's nothing funny about them. There's nothing like engaging. It's just kind of boring. Whereas this is is just it kind of hits all the perfect sweet spots of hallmarks of terrible things like fitting together perfectly. Narcissistic writer director, inexperienced actors, baffling like people entering and exiting scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of cosmetic errors. Just it's it's just a, and a you know, bad sex scenes, weird music. Per, it's just like a perfect stew of the, all the like the bad. So bad it's good movie tropes. And before I pass it to Mama K, we've been saying this is low budget. This this movie has a six million dollar budget. Yeah, that's not low budget. Not for two thousand three. He, is that what he blew it was? a lot of money on this, which uh, I will point <laughs> out many of the places he did because they're hilarious. Um, but Mama K, I don't know what you thought, and I have no idea. So, what are your thoughts? First time here on the room. So bad it's good. Um, no, this 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 would this would have been a funny Saturday Night Live sketch. This would have been <laughs> a funny four and a half minute sketch. <laughs> Uh, then I would have thought it was funny. It just made me sad the whole time. I'm not going to lie. I was just like, I, 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 was, I, I was, I was sad. I was like, okay. The, and I, I understand Nicole's magnanimous, like, you know, this is this guy's dream and all that. Every move, movie is everybody's dream. So, I mean, that's a thing, but I don't think that this was this guy's dream, you know, to have it become this just piece of shit thing uh, that happened. <laughs> and, you know, it's obvious that he was just, you know, pulling from those things that he 
I don't know, distinctly like American, maybe that, that they were. I mean, you said it in San Francisco. I was with, when, when the movie started, I was like, yes, I recognize the Golden Gate Bridge. I also once again recognize it and four or five more times. I also recognize <laughs> the Golden Gate Bridge and we very, have to establish where they are. It is. And I was like, all the San Francisco <laughs> things. I was really happy about that, but I knew we were hitting uh, a bump in the road when, uh, during, the opening credits, we had a major font change. And I was like, why, why, why would that happen? Like, that seems like something you would fixed in post. Um, and then when the editor's name came up, I pointed my finger and said, it's your fault, clearly. Um, but as far as the plot to this movie, I sat for the longest time. I mean, I think I probably, out of everybody who's watched this film, patiently waited for the plot to present itself. Um, until the final scene. So um, I was not sure what was what was going to happen in this movie. And that's literally what happens in this movie is absolutely nothing until the final <laughs> scene. And even then, it's super gratuitous because it... Well, we'll talk about that later. But um, I am a more well-rounded person for watching this movie. I... Do you, do you understand? Do you understand the people who this appeals to? I absolutely understand the people that this appeals to. I mean, it's the same people who love uh, schlock movies. Um, it is very much in the vein. Now you have to watch Plan 9 from Outer Space because that has a plot at least. Uh, but a lot of the things that happen are very reminiscent of that. Like, oh, did you guys see that scene already? Well, we're going to play it one more time just in case you missed it the first time. <laughs> So, um, so that happens. Um, I think you would really like it if you watched it. I, I see where this appeals to a crowd. I think I would really like to see it as a midnight movie or something like that. I think it would be kind of fun. Um, but only on, only on a second watch and only if I could be like having my favorite snack and yeah. Um, yeah, this movie made me sad. It just made me sad. (laughs) I've never heard anyone describe this as sad. I've heard people have been angry and laughing. And Don't you feel sad for him, though? The occasional bore. He really thought... Well, there no, because he's a monster thing. in real life. He's a horrible... Like, he's a terrible person. Well, I don't like, know he, him. And I also think that I need to see The Disaster Artist now, because I have not seen that. So, um, I think that that would maybe... I think you're right. That would change my mind if I knew a little bit more about him. But it just makes me... When people do have this dream, like Nicole's talking about, where it's this huge thing, and then... You go to make it, and I th- I feel like when he was making it, he was still thinking things were going really well, and um, <laughs> then, yeah, it just kind of, no, and that everyone was making yeah. fun of him, I mean, clearly, and I was waiting for that one actor to be like, but I made it through this, and now I have an acting life, but I don't believe that happened either, so. A lot of these actors still did and do like some small voiceover like, work kind of roles. No, <laughs> like be like 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 sci-fi original movies. They'll be like you know the sixth person. Like they're the like uh, the the girl who played um, the girl who played uh, Natalie. I or, the, no. the woman's uh, Lisa. <laughs> Why do I? I oh, the, the I always main think of their, girl. I think okay. of their real life names because I'm so in, ingrained. Uh, but she she. Uh, she was in like a shark something movie on a sci-fi original. The guy who played Mark is was in uh, Retro Puppet Master or something, which are these are all like you know bad cheap horror movies. Actually, uh, uh, Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero, the the two main guys, they made another movie a couple years ago called Best. It's called Best Fiends, but there's, it says Best Friends, but the R is in like parentheses, so it's Best Fiends. Yeah, and uh, apparently that's that's not that's not good in like a just kind of boring way, which is that's that's what kind of sucks about what happened after this is that he was given Tommy Wiseau was given uh, a show from Tim and Eric, the guys who do all like the weirdo sketch mm-hmm. comedy and absurdist humor. They gave him a show basically. Uh, and to make whatever he wanted, and this was already after he realized everyone was laughing at his movie and not, like, thinking it was some emotional drama like he intended, and now he has retroactively said, oh, yeah, I meant to make a black comedy. It's, right. Uh, you know, this, this was... A, and then, like, no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> because then he tries to make black comedy TV show, and, and I watched, bad. like, an episode of it, and it's it's just regular bad. You, it's lightning in a bottle. You can't recreate something like this once they're aware of how right. they're being perceived, then right. it's gone. There are still some uh, schlock movie 
makers that I like still that still don't know. Like they're still not aware, so they keep making stuff, and I I, I love that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I, who are those people? Because so, they are so not in touch with any reality. Uh, I, I mean, we could do another one. I no, I, I, I want to no. do a whole. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> what are you doing, Mama? Kay? <laughs> Sorry, that's a mistake. There's, there's always so. Uh, I want to. What's I want to start simple. Who's everyone's favorite character? Oh, I know my favorite character. Hundred percent. No, it's the mom because <laughs> Claudette. <laughs> she is the only person. She got the test results back. Common sense in the whole thing. <laughs> Everyone's so when the scene where Danny is being held at gunpoint on the the roof. By Sorry, the Danny. drug dealer, and everyone is crying, and he, they're like, "Oh, Danny, what's wrong? Tell us what happened." And then the mom, who has no relation whatsoever, is like, "You stupid motherfucker! How dumb can you be? I can't believe you do something so stupid. You're the worst person I ever met." I'm like, "Yes, you are so right. <laughs> like, she's so up upfront about everything, and she's so matter of fact. I just, I just love the attitude, and it's." The only thing that makes sense in this, everybody else is so lax and lets people fuck on their couch when they're not home. And the the uh, the mom is like, "Get out of here, you cretin!" <laughs> She's the best part of this whole thing. She uh, um, there's Claudette is very interesting. That you pointed out to me this time that I because every time I watch it, I just get a couple a couple of new things every time, and it's that she is kind of the audience surrogate because yes. that what that one couple, the Saved by the Bell looking guy and the, the girl who likes the chocolate, they're just like they show up all of a sudden and they're just like they're just making out horribly what are they doing in, in this the, movie. Yeah, that's literally Claudette walks through the door and then she said, Who are these characters? I'm like, that's what the audience just asked. <laughs> and then and then they they leave and then Denny walks in again because Denny just like I guess hangs what, out in the what hallway. Is this Grand outside. Central Station? <laughs> right. Yeah, she's like she's like, Does everyone just walk in here all the time? And I'm like, Yes, Claudette, this is what we're all asking. <laughs> she there's so many times that she actually says things like you would asking as the audience. I'm sure not intentional, but I'm funny that it's funny that it worked out that way. Um, what do you what do you think about Claudette, Mala? Yeah, I think Claudette's probably the most uh, sympathetic character. She does have some. I mean, no one no one has any like through line in this. I mean, maybe Mark does. Mark seems to be the one that actually only has one. I mean, he's like, no, we shouldn't do this, but we're doing this, and it's Johnny's all your fault, bitch. You know, um, <laughs> but I think that, I mean, so his character actually seems actually the most normal out of everybody, uh, but, but Claudette is kind of cleansing, but it's sort of like, it's a little Heathersy when she's with the daughter and they're sitting there and it's like, hi, hi, what are you doing here? I came to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. Man. Okay, then I'm leaving now. Bye. And it's sort of like, you know. <laughs> Um, okay, you know, well, bye, mom. I got a motor. You know, it's very Heather's in that, but Heather's is funny and, uh, has real, like, this is, Heather's is funny in a different way. This Heather's is, is funny in a different way, but it sort of has that same where the parents are just slightly out of touch. Um, uh, and also, I think she would have done more for me if she would have stayed, like, in like a normal kind of role because there are times when she's like he's the best thing that ever happened since sliced bread also he will not give me money and uh i need oh i don't understand you know and it's like and i never for once ever believe that johnny has a job at all so he's a successful banker well i know this i know he's, and he's supposed to get a promotion he that he this. didn't get i know and and I love the, you know, I didn't get the promotion. Oh, I bet you didn't get the promotion. You know, okay. <laughs> yeah, what? Is, what? Okay. And he said, no. And then she says, you didn't <laughs> no. get it, did you? You didn't get it, did you? Were yeah. you just listening to me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, okay, you have a favorite character? So, I'm going to go with my, um, I mean, Mark is up there, but I'm going to go with the dude that wants to kick Denny's ass on the roof because, you know, he's oh, there. Chris R. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's there. He wants to know. He's got a job. He's going to do his job. He gets stopped. We know that's going to happen by, you know, the savior, and then we don't see him again, and I'm, like, all the better for it. That's hilarious. I think he's the best actor in the movie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of anyone who is 
anything but awful. And I'm like, yeah, he's he's kind of fine. He's kind like, of if, okay. you, if, if this if this were a normal movie and he had that performance, I'd be like, uh, I don't think I'd be like distracted at how bad it was. No, as opposed to except for when he says, "I'm not going to wait five minutes." What are you going to do? You want your money, or you want to blow somebody's brains out? If the money's coming in five minutes, don't you want to wait for it? I mean. He's... That whole scene is great because they show up and they're like, let's take him to the police. And then they <laughs> stick him off the roof. And, and then the screaming six, match. We seconds. should call the police. <laughs> yeah, they, No, they don't call the police. They said, let's take him I to know, the police. I know, but then later then on they, they said, well, he's at the police. <laughs> it's like, okay, you guys have been <laughs> yeah, gone he's like the... two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm going to go with him. Guy on the roof. So this is what I want to know. I want to know if you guys think, which is worse. The acting or the script? Because the acting can't be as bad as if the script wasn't as bad. That's my opinion, but I want to know what you think. I think the script's the worst. I think that, well, the worst thing about this movie is Tommy Wiseau. But the worst, (laughs) if you're asking between those two things, it's the script. Tommy Wiseau isn't the worst thing, though, because I find the scenes without him... I mean, I like the Claudette. I like the Claudette uh, Lisa scenes because you know you get the, the infamous cancer scene where she says, "I'm done. I definitely got breast cancer," and she's like, "Oh, you're gonna be fine, mom." And then they never bring it up again. That's like one of the the no, no, they like do bring the, it up. You're never gonna be fine. You're gonna be. You're gonna be fine, mom. I just don't know if I am. Well, just think about something else. <laughs> well, that, that's in the same scene though. They don't bring well, it up again. After well, that yeah, scene. no, I know, I know, but it's like it's like I, you're gonna you're gonna be fine. Just don't think about it. Okay, what? I think that that was already pre-established. They had a conversation off camera that said, I'm going to the doctor today. We're going to determine if I do have cancer or not. And then when she shows up, she says, I definitely have it. I think it was already pre-known. That's why it's not a big deal. You were saying that you said there were a couple of different moments in this movie where like I point out and like these are things that everyone laughs at. Like this is like one of like the thing like the, the cancer line is one of uh, the favorites. And you were starting to point out like I don't think this is actually that bad. I'm like you're going to you're going to defend some of the writing this, in this movie this and is, say that. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like okay, the script is bad. Like yeah, I can agree on that. But some of the things that people Midnight movie, for example, when everyone's saying blah, blah, blah at a certain scene and everyone jeers or whatever, like that stuff. Yeah, it sounds goofy, but it really probably does isn't as serious as why people are like picking up on that and making fun of it. I can see like how much longer do we need to fucking make this movie? Like, can't we just put some context behind it ourselves it, it it doesn't we don't need to know that they had a conversation about the cancer before i mean it's yeah it sounds funny but like it's just a thing i don't know it, it's i don't well, think it's, it's funny as... that it's in there at all why if, if you're not if you're only gonna bring it up there <laughs> and true. never mention it again and they're gonna treat it so blasé then well, why bring it like why have that line well <laughs> like, i mean that's, people that's like, the more people baffling like nicole and i might not have as much love for claudette then you know if she's not Oh, she's a sympathetic character now? Yeah, she might not actively be dying or treated for breast cancer. So it's hard to know. It's true. It's it's not. I mean, she's not supposed to be a sympathetic character, though. She's supposed to be the bitchy mom. And the only reason the audience is supposed to like her is because, like everyone but Lisa, they all love Johnny so much. He's very sensitive. He's very successful. He's your best friend. And everyone and and Lisa's just evil. Like that's the plot of the movie. And Claudette is one of Johnny's endless defenders of being great until he doesn't give her money, and then he's a sack of that, shit. I, 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 that makes I'm, no I'm, fucking I'm, sense at all. I'm not sure about any of that. Was she she's talking about a brother at one point in a house, and I don't know what she's talking. Like I never know. Is she going that's to two separate things. The brother. <laughs> The brother thing is a different scene than the scene where she's talking about Johnny not giving her money or not giving money to a friend or something like that. It wasn't, I mean, I've only seen this once, so I'm having, you know. No, you're right. I don't. You're right. Because she said my friend's trying. she ever says anything bad about Johnny. She she does. She says that he doesn't. She does. She said my friend's trying to buy a house and I asked Johnny for money for a down payment for her. He said no. Right. And then uh, the other scene is she's I don't know why this comes up. It's just it's just normal conversation where <laughs> her her brother's trying to buy her house from her and they'd agreed fifteen years ago that it was hers. It's right. just it's just But now prices bu- have gone through the roof. Oh yeah. It's just bullshit conversation. But what leads me to my next thing that bothers me about this and you know, 
I just you take everything with a grain of salt, obviously, but there is so much ample parking in this area that these people can walk in every five minutes. Where the fuck are they parking in San Francisco? I'm mind boggled. I just don't understand how they so easily can access this place. It's crazy. Yeah, and we see the street view. There is one parking spot. Yeah, it doesn't even look like there's street parking. It looks like it's a bunch of (laughs) small garages, like you'd have in certain parts of the city. I mean, I I think they didn't they say Denny has an rents an apartment nearby. So maybe no, Johnny in the same building. It's in the same building. All the people live in the same building. There's another guy in the building that I'm in love with. It's Mark. I think that Mark lives in their (laughs) in their house. Okay, I, I, that's the thing. All right, th- there's theories on what what is Mark's job? What does Mark do? What are any of because... their jobs? Yeah, what is her job? Well, okay, well she's we know some. A we prostitute. Know... I think she's an escort. Yeah, we, okay, I, I think she's some sort of planner because she always has a clipboard. I think she's, and she's an escort. Only at home. And she said she was seeing a client with a clipboard. Though. She said she was seeing a client. That Someone was me... coming over her house to pay her for sexual favors, and then <laughs> I don't think Johnny married. would allow that 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 such of moral uh, immoral behavior. I don't think he would allow that. He's a very jealous person. <laughs> also, she's such a bitch because she pushed him to drinking again. That's a huge thing. The, oh, that's a huge that's a, thing. Okay, is that that's something again, that I never that thought about? At all? Because I. I didn't, that's what I always assumed. I, I always assumed, assumed he just didn't drink. I not assumed that he, was, that he was in recovery and she forced him to drink because he said, come on, you know I don't drink. And I think it's because he probably hit her before because she claimed that he hit that he hit her and is just bringing it up again because it's something plausible because he was drinking and then he's been in recovery. And also the timeline is messed up because she said five years in the beginning and then he said something about knowing her for seven seven years so i think that he just lost track of time because he's been in recovery in out of a recovery house for five years when he met her and then she forced him to drink and now he's going to be a drunk again i don't think so this is what i think i think he is such a (laughs) megalomaniac that he wants the world to think that he has not had anything he has not had liquor pass his lips and when she gave it to him and he was like, mmm, it's good. Like, it's like Elf, you know, with uh, maple uh, she's, syrup. She's, e- she's she Garden, of, evil uh, Garden of Eden. Yeah, she's Eve in the Garden, you know. She's tempting him all over. She's That's all she is in this movie is Eve in the Garden because she's tempting him. She's tempting Mark. She's t- tempting the kid that looks like he's about 40, but he's the kid, Denny. <laughs> De- um, the actor who played Denny is older than the actor who played Lisa. That makes total <laughs> sense. Oh in this my world, god, so. that's creepy. Yeah, I mean he's he's short. I'll give him that, but um, yeah, I think he she's the original temptress, and he's the original you know man without sin. And oh, yeah. he's supposed to be like godlike. Or his, he's out of, it's, it's very biblical. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's supposed to be, I mean, he, you know, obviously he wrote the, and some people think this is auto, semi-autobiographical where he had a friend in real life and the friend had a girlfriend and like he deluded himself into thinking that they were together. And in his mind, she was, she, or she still, uh, cheated on him and the friend betrayed him. Everyone betrayed him. All of his friends were just using him mm-hmm. for his money. Cause in real life he is independently wealthy and no one knows how or what he got his money from he has a he had a counterfeit jeans business at one point in his life that's lucrative. um he he's he's a very mysterious character people don't really know a lot about him he you know, people also ask like where he's from and he because he's obviously i would say like an eastern european polish something yeah. like that yeah I but every, so. anytime everyone asks where he's from he just says he's from louisiana because he's an American. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. He, I, I mean, I'm so sure you lived there at some point. <laughs> French Canadian. Yeah, he's a Cajun. He's a Cajun. The Cajun. Cajun well, that's the accent. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't place it. Now that you say it, he sounds an awful lot like, you know. He, it does he have a little bit of no, he, <laughs> he's, yeah, Google he says he's like like from a, like Poznan, Poland. Poland. Poznan, Poland. Okay, so that's his That's his place. That Okay. That makes sense. That. Yeah, and he he also his age like I don't know how old he this says was he's supposed 66. to be in this movie. Well, now he is, but I I think so. in this movie he was supposed to be playing someone like 
Mark's contemporary. Like, I think he thought of himself as someone in their 20s. Yeah, no, he's off by 20 years. He's, he's a little hot. All right, so then all right, everyone's least favorite character. Then while we're still on, while we're still because characters are the characters are really interesting in this. Nicole, uh, oh. um, oh, I didn't say my favorite. My favorite's probably. I mean, it's got to be Johnny. Johnny's the best. Okay, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think my least favorite is probably Mark because he's a backstabbing asshole. Terrible friend. It's Lisa's fault. And then he fucks her over at the end. I don't agree. I don't agree. Well, no, but from Tommy's point of view, it is definitely, or Johnny's point of view, or oops, was that a mistake or was that not a mistake that I said that? (laughs) Yeah, from Johnny Tommy's point of view, yeah, she's she's definitely the one. And if he didn't, if the ending were different, um, he and Mark would have gone off into the sunset together. So. Yeah, a lot of homoerotic kind of stuff in here too. That's been talked about. I him like and, to watch. It, yeah, Denny. D- Denny likes to watch. That's yeah. oh, what an opening scene. Um, okay, Mark's sorry. your least favorite. Then you think Mark? Yeah, Mark is my least favorite because he gives in to temptation when he knows better, and I, you can't fault Lisa for that because she's already expressed her her disdain for for Johnny at this point. She doesn't like love him anymore. She wants to move on. She she likes Mark, but if he was really friends with Mark, I mean with Johnny, he would have never done that and he did it and I think he's a schmooze ball for that and I don't blame her because she's just going after what she wants and if he's wanted to say no, he could have, but he didn't. So fuck him. <laughs> Defended the, the Lisa character. Um yeah. okay. Well, because I refuse to reboot to believe the ruse that women are the root of all evil. I cannot pick Lisa. Um, although she seems to be like the easiest, easiest one to pick at. Um, yeah. Fans don't like fans, obviously like in, in the joking way it's intended cheer against Lisa. Lisa is the bad guy. In the right. Movie. Of course. Of course she is. Um, yeah. There's something really wrong with this dude. Um, so, I mean, process of elimination, if I'm not just going to say somebody random who came in, like the psychiatrist who we never saw again. Um, oh, Peter. Yeah, like Peter. Um, I, I'm i going to say uh, process of elimination is, well, I mean, it's easy. It's Johnny. He's not, not only seen my least favorite character, I can't stand when he is in in on the scene in a scene on the on the picture i can't stand it i can't stand looking at him i don't know what happened to wardrobe in this movie he did not spend six million on that that's for sure um he tried real hard for a little bit and then all of a sudden he's wearing like a suit jacket and like uh you know pants with pockets on the sides i i don't know what's happening did you say they were zip off they were uh, zip off off shorts yeah yeah zip off pants right (laughs) i mean did he did they not have like a you know costume mistress on this or anything because this was a disaster right there um ha disaster exactly (laughs) so he's got to be he's got to be my least favorite denny runs a close second because i just don't get him and i i feel creepy little dude yeah i kind of Denny's very creepy. Denny's like extra creepy. He's he bore he, yeah, yeah. I feel like the actor. But he's. I think he's written. He's written like the wacky neighbor. Like he's it's written. It's not like, wacky at all. He should, he, but that's. But it's it's a it's a sitcom setup almost. When he comes in and he's like, oh, can I borrow some yeah. some sugar? Hey, can I kiss you? That's like a joke supposed to be, I guess. And then too. the mom's like, don't you have a kitchen at home? I liked that line actually. Yeah. Once again. <laughs> once again. That's that like, why lines. are you here again? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And when he comes, he's like, I'd like to borrow some sugar and flour, and you know, what one other? I forget. What half, he's had half a stick of butter and half a stick. A of lot butter. of weird food stuff in this. Did you, did you hear? Do you remember? Lisa's pizza order, okay? Uh, I do. I remember that one side of it was artichoke and feta cheese. Oh, light That's cheese. Artichoke, light, pesto, light, light on the cheese. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. what the other side was. And though. the other pineapple. And then the other side was just a. Ha- I think it was just ham pineapple. I think it was just like a Hawaiian. Yeah, pizza. Hawaiian pizza. And then obviously when that shows up, it's a cheese pizza that is half eaten. That, but right. I don't know. Like I've never heard of artichoke, pesto, light on the cheese pizza half. And then the other half's Hawaiian. That's never been ordered ever. Except My guess is he was this. just trying to actually feed the people on set, and there might have been some vegetarians present. 
<laughs> I, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, it's two thousand three. It's likely light cheese, pesto, artichokes. Mm, I don't know about that. Uh, I mean, you no. Know, I mean, John, I don't know how you dislike Johnny because Johnny's in like the a lot, like most of the most entertaining scenes. No, the, like, no, they're not just... entertaining. Again, I felt sad during this movie <laughs> every time he was on it. So it wasn't entertaining <laughs> to me. I don't feel entertained when I'm entertained when I'm sad like so when that. mark's telling the story about like the the girl he knew so bad that the her boyfriend or, or the she knew who girl he knew a girl whose boyfriend beat her up so bad she put him in a she got put in a hospital on guerrero street and then he goes ha what a story mark <laughs> oh you know what I might... come on like you don't you don't find yourself laughing with glee when, when he says stuff like that no like, I, it's just I wonderful really find it really disgusting that he writes something like that yeah, because, I mean, that's, <laughs> it's almost feels it's like, a, it feels like a stereotypical racist movie to me. It's sort of like all the things that you, th- racist. yeah, it, um, it's like all the things you think a person from another country would do when they come here, like, if you're, you know, oh, like it's racist towards hit, like Mark, like, yeah, like, toward uh, him. Jo- like, Johnny is a exactly. is a racist portrayal yeah. of someone, even though he wrote it to make himself yeah. the best. Yes, but it, he racist but it himself. ends up being like, oh, I got exactly what it makes me feel like. 1970s um, Saturday Night Live. Steve Martin and Dan Aykroyd did these two Lithuanian dudes that were two wild and crazy guys. And that's what this reminds <laughs> oh, me of so yeah, much. Yeah, you're right. And He's a it, little wild and crazy guy. And everything is like, you know, I'll come back to your apartment because that's what girls do, you know, uh-uh, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, this is, I don't... Yeah, that, that is that like kind how of, he... That's, I wonder if that's how he learned English. <laughs> well, I mean, mm, I mean, maybe, depending on his age, that seems about right. But, I mean, he did it badly. If he would have done it well, he's a big in real life. His favorite actor, what, who's the guy who died in the car crash? Dean Martin? Is that him? No, the, Steve McQueen. No, not Steve McQueen. Dean, Dean Martin died on a motorcycle accident. No, car crash. No, Dean Martin. Dean Martin Isn't did not. Him? No, you're thinking of the one who said you're tearing me apart. James Dean. James Dean, not <laughs> Dean Martin. Yeah, <laughs> Dean Martin's like the alcoholic guy singing "Tiny Bubbles" or whatever. Oh, that's Don Ho. Anyway, I don't know Dean Martin. This is a mess. Yeah, sorry. I meant sorry. I meant James Dean. James Dean's his favorite actor. That's why. That's that's also why Martin almost makes more sense. Oh my god. Or Martin Short or Steve Martin. Are you sure it wasn't Steve Martin? That's his favorite actor. No, his favorite. No, because that guy is the cool. He was the cool American like that, and that's how he saw himself. That's why they're always playing football. They're always playing football because that's what Americans do. Right, but does he not understand that you don't play it on a roof three feet apart? Yeah, the roof's probably a bad place to play catch. It's a really terrible place to play most sports, I would think. Well, they also do they do the the, they do football in the tuxedos. Which Nicole was like, oh, it's the wedding day now. And I'm like, no, this is just a day that they're wearing the tuxedo. <laughs> no, I think I fell party, asleep through that, too. The party comes before the wedding. Yes. Well, that's the birthday the, the party. The wedding never comes. The hmm? birthday party comes. The, and then, yeah, the wedding never comes because... I, I forgot how much I liked the, the... That's another thing watching this is like, I, I didn't really feel... I don't feel like a lot of lulls in this. A lot of bad no. movies have lulls where... It's, there are lulls in here when they repeat things. Where are the lulls? The lulls are anytime Tommy, Johnny, is talking to Lisa. Those are the lulls in this movie. No! Yes, some of the best stuff. so bad. And, it, oh, and he sits down on the sofa and puts his foot up and then puts his hand on his head every time. <laughs> and it's like, what am I watching here? What What is this? This is just diabolically terrible the lulls for me are him trying to do menial tasks that take too long but we watch them in real time like (laughs) fucking setting up the stupid voice recorder that was like a 35 minute ordeal (laughs) i also the part i the reason i love that part is because like people maybe not everybody in like gen z or millennials those tapes max are 90 minutes long and that's 45 minutes on each side so i'm not really yeah what what are you gonna get there's not even anybody in the house right now i'm gonna press play and record days (laughs) yeah when he he hits play it's right at the part that uh where lisa was talking so nicole picked it up there's there's some there's some uh extra words in there that were not words no 
<laughs> a lot of times his, ma- you know, that he does not match what's going on in, from the words. And I don't like, so when he's on, it's hard for me to concentrate on him because he's so ridiculous. He's, yeah, I don't get why his, he's like, like, uh, oh, voiceovered his, himself. I, yeah, there's a lot of ADR in this. I think because on set, the mics, you can occasionally tell when it's set sound versus like most of this movie's ADR, especially his lines. Um, Apparently that was because he can't, he couldn't remember a lot of his lines. Like he was very, very bad at remembering his own script. So that's, um, that kind of bolsters my opinion that it's the script that's really, really terrible for this movie. Because if you're doing, you know, if you're doing post, uh, you know, post work, you should be able to get your words right in it and not like say things that don't make sense. And, and like a, you know, and he wrote the goddamn form. thing. He wrote the thing. I like so yeah some of the writing and then some of the famous like funny lines like Mark at one point gets mad at party guest <laughs> who doesn't like them and he yeah. yells keep your stupid comments in your pocket <laughs> and I'm just like no one's ever said that or he he's kind of close on some things where he says right. two's great but three's a crowd right. that's not that that's not that saying <laughs> or he'll use them at the wrong times yeah like, there's a lot of that yeah. Um, it's it's like someone who tried to learn English watching yeah. SNL real or or like watching like eighties sick family sick anything with a lot of puns or something yes and the music well, that's why I think the the, the music was very eighties okay. sitcommy like so I feel like I, that's where he's coming I kind of like the like the music in this like actually like I kind of like the love ballads that play when all the we haven't really talked about any of the sex scenes there's four and a half sex scenes in this there's four sex scenes and then the, if you whatever you want to call the chocolate makeout scene, chocolate is the symbol of love. Again, that's not that. That's not no, that. That's but, not the. But we're gonna say it <laughs> twice. Chocolate is the symbol of love. Mama Kay, were you were you gagging thinking about somebody kissing with a half-eaten piece of chocolate in their <laughs> uh, mouth? It's like, who does this? Oh. Okay, so I was at a concert last night. This is real life. I was at a concert last night with you know most of them were older crowd like me, and there were people like making out in front of, and i'm like you are just it's P, pda to the max also you're 60 please stop i'm not i'm gonna caveat that by i'm not 60 but this guy that was bizarre and it just kept happening and it was so distracting we were like on a, in a balcony and they were down below us and it was like everyone can see you i mean everyone can see you what are you doing okay anyway yeah so the chocolate was bad because that was also bad that's life that's also that's, <laughs> that's one of his one of his great lines. that's cringe <laughs> oh that's another i wanted to ask you because you cringe during the uh we did when we talked about um ghosts the other day mm. you cringe at the clay making scene mm-hmm. and he said we were mostly sad watching this was there anything i mean i was i watch this and i enjoy it and i know it's cringe and because i'm because i'm enjoying it yeah like what's the cringe what's your what's the cringiest things for you in here what 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 made you like curl up and like crumple up and want to not be alive? Nothing. Nothing in this was cr- the worst. Nothing. No, nothing. I think the I think Nicole hit it on the head with the chocolate kissing thing, uh, being because that's just not. <laughs> there are several things that sound really romantic and are not at all, and that's that's a big one of them is like sharing food. I mean, it's great for Disney dogs, but that's about it. Um, <laughs> I didn't cringe in any of this because I wasn't. Uh, none of this made me feel anything. I cringe in movies when it's, there's an emotional setup. And then for me, it's just trite and uncomfortable. Nothing was like that. Even the sex scenes in this were just like really, 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 really like bad porn that you would get on Cinemax in 1982. Like it was, it's not like anything I haven't seen before. So it was just, that wasn't cringe to me either. Uh, there, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to take this it all is back. It's shocking to me that nothing made you cringe. I'm taking all yeah, of it back. Shocking. I had one cringe scene because I was very concerned about what was happening. And that was the pillow fight scene. Because. Which pillow fight scene? The one with Denny? The one with Denny. Yeah. Well, right before Denny. Actually, they went upstairs and they had a little mini pillow fight scene. And then Denny came up and joined <laughs> in in the pillow fight scene. Both of those were um, unnerving to me. Not really. I don't know if they go into cringe, but very unnerving to me because. Everyone knows the first rule in pillow fight, no candles. Because there were candles everywhere. And you do not pillow fight <laughs> with candles around. You worry about a set accident? It's literally... No, but if I'm supposed to be believing this is happening, 
and I'm supposed to feel for these characters and have concern for them and want to know more about them and their lives and, you know, feel things. All I felt was fear and scared at that point. Um, so that was probably as close as I got to, to cringe in that sometimes. And, and even some of the things that should be cringy, like the saying the same lines over and over wasn't cringy. It was just boring and pedantic for me. So. Interesting. I'm shocked that you were not cringing during this because no, it's not I just, it, good enough to cringe at. Ghost is a good so, movie. So, so something, so something has to have something has to be like good, and then it has to have a scene that's like schmaltzy melodrama, and then then it becomes cringy. Yeah, sometimes movies have more than one scene that's schmaltzy melodrama. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what makes me cringe? It's the scene. It's this the. It's the scene in Independence Day where it's like, do not go quietly into the everything that everybody <laughs> great scene. basically. If people find everyone loves that, if scene. people find it inspirational, I find it cringy. <laughs> if your if your husband's sitting next to there, opening a tear and brimming brimming with pride, and then you and you're that's making, that's, that's what's so, actually making that's kind of cringe. That's kind of how that, it goes in the house. Is like if there's tears welling up next to me, I'm looking at him, going, "Are you crying at this?" If a, if a coach in a in a sports movie is giving a speech, yeah. and okay, he's sports like, movies, I get it mostly. You know, I, I interesting. Yeah, sports- I, st- I have not figured out your cringe. Uh, Armageddon, Animal Cracker scene, is that cringe? What scene? Armageddon in Armageddon, the animal cracker scene. What's is that a cringe? The animal cracker scene in Armageddon with at, with Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler, and they're playing with the animal crackers on her stomach. Oh God! No. He's like, oh, would that make me cringe? No, because they've done that in other movies. Like uh, Tom Cruise did it in Nicole Kidman did it in whatever race car movie they were in together. Um, yeah, and that, I have not, I haven't figured out your cringe formula yet. That's interesting. Some hmm. a lot of times it involves music, but not always. I can start writing down right, well, things that make me cringe, and maybe we can do a study on it, make a poster. I would be interested. I want to understand the the Venn diagram. I want to. I want to get what's oh, okay. well, what's I'll, I'll, cringe and what's and what's just sad, and <laughs> like what with the different levels. This was easy. All right, this so was the, sad. The, we, I could, t- I could literally talk about this for for like seven hours. But uh, we're, let's get Good to the God. end now. Um, we're, the so the party happens, and it's become like blatantly obvious to everyone that. Uh, John or Lisa and Mark are having an affair, and so Johnny and Mark fight sort two of. or three times back and forth, and then it stops, and then the party keeps going, and then it keeps you know back and forth, uh, and then everyone leaves, and then uh, that's when Johnny pulls out the tape recorder. This scene baffles me too, is that he's had this tape recorder. Let's assuming he has five days of tape that he can just do fine. Uh, he's sitting in the bathroom. And Lisa is in the room right next to him, within earshot, talking very loudly and like confessing her love to Mark. After they are, everyone already knows this, and after they already fought, and then he comes out of the bathroom and is like, "I got you now," and he goes over to the tape. And I'm like, "This is like so. Why would you do this now? It's we're like past that now. I we're so far past that." Wanted to be in the script, but it was just out of order. And I think that yep. what she. What she was doing was just as just to rub it in his face even more. I don't think it was supposed to be like a a moment where we all come to a realization. No, because he was actually. I think in his head that's what it was supposed to be, though. <laughs> well, he was sitting earlier in the movie, like way earlier in the movie. He was sitting on the stairs when Lisa was talking to. Yeah, she says I had sex with Mark or whatever. I slept with Mark, and then they go pan up to his face, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this poor man!" I just feel so not the character the man who made the movie. <laughs> I just feel so sad because this is something in his life that he is. I, I agree that this is something in his life that he is reliving and projecting and wanting everybody to realize that nothing is his fault and it's always the woman's fault. And so then what happens, Brennan? Sorry, before I get to that. Yeah. So <laughs> they, he, uh, he, Orson Welles is the scene straight out of the real citizen gang and trashes the room, throws shit everywhere, breaks TV, mirror, everything else. And, uh, and then he, he's dry humping the dress that she was in originally. Nicole, help. You see some flashbacks oh, God. earlier in the movie. That was so terrible. Um, that might have been cringe. It, 
it's yeah. He was sniffing it and tearing no. it. You tramp. Uh, no, I wasn't. I really you... wasn't bothered by that. Oh. I just don't. I just think that everything is just so exaggerated and so over the top that that really didn't even affect me at all. I hear your voice. Okay, you can't. You can't lie that you weren't cringing. I can feel it. Well, I can hear you know, it. I feel like when it was happening, I wasn't. But now that you're talking about it and saying it out loud. I think my brain wanted to go. Oh, he's just. It was. It was too just, much. It was too much trauma to process. It might have been. I might have some therapy for this. Uh, so he yeah he's drying up the dress, remembering the good times, and then you know, and then that she's gone now. Um, and so he pulls out a gun. People have speculated that it's Chris R's gun. I've never really uh, seen the evidence for that. But if the guy on the roof. But if they took him to jail, I mean, that? the gun went somewhere, right? Uh, what I don't know. Reddit. I'm sure it was Reddit that said that. Uh, I mean, I've watched every YouTube reviewer that there is, or mo- f- movie reviewer that I follow, and every- everyone has a take on this, and you know, most people are like me and like it, because we like this kind of stuff. But uh, he pulls out the gun, another, uh, and also, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I can't remember, I think Nicole saw it first, and then I saw it uh, this time around too. The box is open, yeah. and he kind of closes the box, yeah. and then opens it back up, because the box is supposed to be closed. Yeah. Uh, so he opens the box, reopens it, pulls out the gun, shoots himself in a, a very convincing way. Uh, and then Mark and Lisa run up and Lisa's cradling him like, oh, no, I've messed up. And then he's just like, well, at least we can be together now, right, Mark? And then he's like, no, you'll never have me. You ruined everything. He says something like, you ruined everything. And that's a promise. And then he left. And then I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> Again, I don't know That's what you're talking promise. about. Then our then <laughs> then Denny runs in. Denny is flipping out. This is a very traumatic for Denny. And at one point he screams, "Leave us!" And I'm like, "Why? <laughs> why are gonna get? Why are they gonna leave him with you?" Um, and then we hear fire engines, and someone says, "I see smoke, or I smell smoke." <laughs> oh and yeah, then, if you listen to then, the background where that when the when the cops car starts going, someone says, "I smell smoke." <laughs> It's so wonderful. Um, and yeah, and then that's how the movie ends. It's the classic, like, it's, it's kind of like classic, uh, like, incel teenager behavior where you're like, um, oh, I'm going to show them. She she didn't like, love me. Well, then I'm going to kill myself and, and everyone's going to feel sorry that once I'm gone. And I'm just like, oh, God, that's like the most immature 14-year-old boy writing. And also, the side note, don't suicide bad i don't have to feel like i have to say that but this is ridiculous so i feel like it's different um that's how the movie ends so what, what do we think of this ending um no sequel I mean, yeah thank god for that <laughs> i have to say though like knowing that they're the whole deep dive into this movie and all the little things that the audience likes to pick out and make fun of and everything like Mama Kay isn't familiar with those and I don't think that it would be like something that would make it more enjoyable for her. In fact, I actually think oh, it makes really? it worse. Okay. The only, only reason I say it makes it worse is because I know Brennan wanted to say every fucking thing that th- they say and I'm like, that's <laughs> annoying because... I restrained myself as best I could. I really did. But it's hard not but to. But they, they, like they don't add value to me. I, I mean, I'm, just like when we, did, when we talked about Rocky Horror, you know, there's so many people that... Go, that go and throw the paper, toilet paper, whatever. This one, people go and they throw the spoons, or they they say something because there's framed pictures of spoons. They say something all about the, the rose petals, and it looks like welts on the girl's back. Like it's little <laughs> stuff like that where it's, I guess it's comical in the time when you're at the with all the audience and everything. But outside of that, I'm like, that's dumb. <laughs> like that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Like I don't know. It's. I don't think this movie is that as as bad as people say it is. I do think it's bad. Like I, I I'm trying to find the right way to explain how I feel about it. Like it it's not like the the most offensive thing I've ever seen. It's like it's just it's corny. So I mean it's it's something I've I've watched it three times. <laughs> like I know it what it is but i mean it's still like funny to watch it again and just pick up something else that i missed and you know there's there is so many scenes that we didn't talk about like the flower shop and 
Um, oh my god, the flower oh, shop the fl- scene was We the forgot best. about Hi Doggy. Oh, you forget about the I do not uh, understand the flower, the flower shop scene at all, but it might be the best shot in the film. Right, like those things that are just popped in here for God knows what reason. That's customer. what yeah. makes the movie so funny. Like that's oh, what makes it so good. I didn't recognize you. In what way? He looks the same as he always. <laughs> Who doesn't recognize? We he didn't say uh, the on. the other the coffee shop. Anyway, how is your sex life? That's another classic. Yeah. <laughs> I picked up on I mean, all of that. Also, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> The, you know better, Denny. Why? There's so many. It's so good. It's, it's like a, just horrendous. Yeah, the script is terrible. <laughs> the script is so great about it. I also think that half the stuff in the script isn't even in the... Half the stuff that they say isn't even in the script to begin with. He just ad-libs everything. That's why it's like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, like, like friggin' Rocky Balboa talking. <laughs> That's pretty harsh right there. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought when we watched it, in per- like, remember that guy in person when we watched it and he was, like, the biggest fan? And he was, he he had parts, like, that I didn't even think think to make fun of. And I thought that was a good, like, I, that was, I enjoyed that contribution. I think that made the viewing experience better. Nah. Like, at cer- he ran down to the corner of the screen and was like, Johnny, look over here! And then at one point he waves, like, to the bottom corner. It, like, I like that kind of stuff <laughs> when he's saying, that balloon's talking shit, and then someone walks by and just hits the balloon for no reason when they're walking out of a scene. It's such detail. I really appreciate that yeah, those kind of called, fanatics coming that's out. That's called being overly obsessed with something <laughs> and for no good reason. There's a good reason. I get it. I, I, I could. I'm not. I'm not enough of the fanatic to do that. But I am so glad he was there. And I wish there were more of him. I, I wish it was. It wasn't a packed house. It was probably about twenty people in there. But I wish it was. You know, I wish it was full. It would have been great. Yeah, I. And they had to say before you went in, no spoons. They were like, you can, everyone, you got to make. You can't bring spoons in. That just that alone. You're going to a movie theater, and the, everyone, and the, there has to be a person at the front saying, don't bring spoons in. It's just great. I really enjoy that kind of camaraderie. There was something that was banned from Rocky Horror too. I'm trying to remember what it was. It might have been squirt guns. Yeah, a lot of these people throw stuff. And now also, okay, now you can see the difference between the Rocky Horror Midnight Movie Crowd and the the Room Midnight Crowd. Like it's gonna be there's gonna be crossover. Yeah, but they're gonna be a different demographic. Yeah, I think I might like it. All. I mean, I it would be an interesting experience. I did like going to Rocky Horror, and I do when I'm and when we watched it this time. Uh, recently, I did find myself saying things, you know, from the movie at the TV screen that nobody else could hear because no one was watching it with me. And, you know, Meatloaf reaches for the or they reach for the um, the knife and then always reach for your Hamilton Beach. You know, I mean, I like that kind of stuff. I, that's what makes a corny movie good, fun to go with. It's still not good, but it's an experience. <laughs> I'm all about the experience. I'm about the journey. Yeah, it mean, is an one, experience. One time was good for me. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally go. I, I hope that they have more shows of this kind of stuff. That would be I interesting. Love, I love this kind Hey, of stuff. look for one around but, uh, Christmas time. Maybe the, there might be one. We can, you know, hit up. There is a theater that does better. Nicole and I got tickets to it, but uh, to, uh, what was it, Miami Connection. Um, we were going to go see that. That's another, you know, famous bad movie. Um, and it's, it. Uh, I think it closed. I think that was right before COVID. Yeah. So. We weren't able to do that, but I think they're open again. Maybe I'll take trick, take a few trips up and see see what they got. Because yeah, they actually had the the room showing there at one point, and it was Greg Greg Sestero was there, the the guy who played Mark. So interesting. Uh, we are at we're at the end here. Yeah. I know we don't do formal recommends, but I'm gonna ask uh, Nicole, would you recommend the room? Um, it's so dependent on who I'm talking to. <laughs> Am I talking to my mom? No. I would not recommend it. You don't think Donna would like this? I don't think she would like this. If I was, she likes the sci-fi originals. The, 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 those are about the same level of acting. The scripts are. A little yeah, different. they are kind of similar, aren't they? Um, no, she <laughs> she, would, she watches the CW. She would not like this. But if I was talking to someone else, like one of my coworkers, perhaps. So yeah, Mom, okay. Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to recommend this movie to anyone. That's not saying that I wouldn't go see it in a theater setting. Let me be clear. Um, uh, yeah, I wouldn't know how to recommend this to somebody. I, I just watched the worst movie ever made that looks like it was made by the three kids who lived down the street from me when I was growing up and were skateboarders. <laughs> um, you want to go see it or you want to see it on YouTube? 
Um, I'm picturing I'm picturing a few of your friends watching this. It's not it's not very. They're not reacting at all. They're kind of like I don't I don't know what this is. I don't see anyone watching this that um, in the Mom K audience um, in general uh, watching this for more than twelve minutes and then just going. I don't know what's going on here. And then they're going to try to figure it out. And you have to realize that there's just no point in that. I've been, you know, around this movie for a long period of time. And so I understand the, the, uh, itness of it, but no one else would. The, um, it's, it's, it's good too. Cause it starts off with a bang. Like it's, it starts off right away with, with terrible, like some of the best terrible stuff is all in like right, right out front. It's not like it, it, it ramps up. Um, I was thinking about it earlier today. I'm like, if I had to do like 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 only 50 movies forever, oh. I think this would probably make it. Like, I think this would be one of the movies that I would like, like a t- like not top 50 quality wise, obviously, but like if I could only ever watch 50 again, or I don't know about 25, but at least 50, eh, this makes the cut. This is uh, Nicole. You better reevaluate your relationship immediately. <laughs> you're gonna be seeing this movie a lot. I, I mean, I have seen this. I have seen this like you know a dozen times probably. I've seen this a lot. Uh, I've seen all the clips and I've read all the things and I still and like we said this time there are still things that I didn't think about like I didn't think about the prospect of him possibly being an alcoholic beforehand I I don't know if I fully buy into that theory but I've I haven't heard it before that's a that's a nice little thing and then just small things you don't notice that add to the absurd badness uh, and there are other you know terrible movies that I've watched that I really love but. This this really does kind of stand head and shoulders above most of them. Whereas other bad movies that I like, they have parts that are bad. They have a couple of really good bad scenes, like really good quotable lines. But this, I really just like. I we were watching this yesterday, Nicole. I mean, you've been bored during other movies, but like you weren't really even on your phone that much. You were pretty, you're pretty on the ball. So, like it was. It, I'm just so dumbfounded by it. Honestly, <laughs> that's what it is. It is. It's got. It's got a car car wreck. (laughs) It's got a car wreck appeal. It really is like. It's. It doesn't have big giant lulls. It doesn't have like a forty minute stretch where it's just regular bad filmmaking. It's. It's. It's all bad, but like it just hits all the right. It's so baffling. Like it. It just keeps. It's got. It gets. Got its hooks in me. I really love this movie. Um. So that's that's the room. I hope that the people listening. I'm sure there are pro- people either aren't listening to this one because they don't care, or the people who are big hardcore fans are like, "You forgot the other twelve things they do." I'm like, "Yeah," but we don't have we we, we hit as much as we can. Yeah, and so. once you post, that's, I do. I give two shits. Um, I I give a shit. No, and and when people post after we when we post this movie, people need the the ones that care need to chime in on the big question. Why is this movie called The Room? That's all I need to leave it with. So, oh, I know. Uh, you know what his exp- explanation is? No idea. Why would I? I just watched the movie. There was no explanation whatsoever. <laughs> his explanation is it's because good and bad things can happen in a room because you know it's real life. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you happy you asked? <laughs> Cut this out of here. No one wants to know that. <laughs> That's an unsatisfying is deceased. Because <laughs> it's, you know, good and chat. bad things can happen in a room. The okay has left the chat. <laughs> I, I don't even know. What, is it the bedroom? Is it that living room? They're on a balcony at one point? Like, which one? You don't even know which room is the room. <laughs> I think it's the flower shop. That was just the most... That's the room? That's the most realistic place in the whole fucking place. <laughs> Yep. There's the den, the den where they uh, they talk about uh, their crazy stories about women. The roof, the roof could be a room. Mm. All right, uh, we got we get the, that's that's the, the end of the host picks to the next is year. Is that weird Uh-oh. place behind the bar that they're at, where the guys like <laughs> I left my underwear when your mother-in-law saw them. <laughs> oh, oh, me underwears. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play football for eight seconds and then not have a dolly to change the camera around, so we only see two out of the four people in the show. Yeah. <laughs> Also, it starts with just it's just Johnny and and me underwears. I don't I can't remember his real name. But then then Denny shows up and they start playing catch. And then Mark shows up and like tackles the guy oh, into, into the up. trash cans. I'm telling you, this is made by the the kids down the street growing up. Do you like how? Oh, do you like how he says uh, he does the chicken noises? 
Uh, no, I don't like that. You're just a little chicken. <laughs> cheep, 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 cheep. I don't like that. Um, like a, like I a like blue, that it's reoccurring. Like I don't mind it. See, half the stuff that people make fun of, I don't really care about. Mm. But it's funny, though. It is, it's it's like, a, that's actually a joke in Arrested Development. All of the Bluth family members, they all do different chicken sounds, and they don't say it right. But like that was made after this, so that I mean I don't I don't think it was a copy per se. I think it was parallel thinking. But it's that is like that's like a comedy thing that you would not know how to make a chicken sound, and everyone everyone doesn't like everyone does the sound. Sometimes Denny starts the cheap cheap chant, and I don't really. Uh, I didn't even notice that in the whole movie. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm, not, I'm you didn't sitting here cheap, going, I don't really know what you're talking about. That's what you just a chicken. That it was instead a of going. Bark, 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 he goes cheap, cheap, cheap. Yeah, it happened three or four times. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, so we got regular movies, you know, <laughs> things that will be nominated. Probably big blockbustery stuff. All the regular stuff back on the schedule for December, which will be packed. We will also have our best of uh, 2021 show in January, our draft show in a few weeks. And if you have anything to recommend to us that we'll get to in the new year, Films with the Woman in My Life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore podhost. And you can email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. And if you have bad movies like this to recommend, and I can sneak them onto a <laughs> technically a listener suggestion, what? I mean, I, I, I'm not above it. So if you guys have stuff like that out there, it's and it's literally available, not. I'm, yeah, I'll be like, this isn't my host pick. This is technically a listener suggestion. So that's why we're watching Troll 2 this week. Um, so that's the room. Thank you guys for indulging me and our Otter fans. Peace. Till next time, this is Brendan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank <laughs> you.